Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Joe and Amber podcast. This is Joe and Amber. Tonight, though, it is Amber and Michelle. Michelle Smallman filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh. And I don't think Michelle heard us on air that night that we had the conversation about the notebook. It became such a thing on this show. And that's why it's all the more funny that a big in the beginning of this show, Michelle brought up the notebook when she was referring to Damian Lillard and the Miami Heat. She made a reference to the movie The Notebook, which was hysterical because she actually said in it, in her reference, that she too finds The Notebook to be a, an overrated movie because it didn't totally make sense, the premise of the entire plot of that movie. And that's what the point that I was trying to make in that clip that you heard, yet nobody on the show had ever seen The Notebook until, until you came around, Michelle. I don't know how people avoid seeing The Notebook. It just is one of those things that naturally happens to you in life. Amber, we were around when it came out and it was the thing to do. You go Mm -hmm. on a date or you're hanging out with somebody, you go watch The Notebook. That was the thing. But even now, I just can't believe that people haven't stumbled upon it on, on TV or that they're not forced to watch it in some way. And yes, is it overrated? A tad. But it does have some lines that absolutely slap. Like, you're a bird, I'm a bird. It's pretty good. That's solid to quite strong. It does have some good good lines in it. I'll give it that. Otherwise, I found that movie to be overrated because of the idea that she leaves her perfectly good fiance that they just made too likable was the problem. Like he was handsome. He was wildly successful. He treated her very well. I mean, there was just nothing wrong with him. And she's cheating on him with this incredibly toxic guy from height from her high school past who is this broke alcoholic artist. I mean, that's basically what it boiled down to. It seemed like maybe not the best decision making on her part. And yet people thought it was this big romance story. So I always found the notebook to not live up to the hype. It came out what in 2004. It was all the rage. Everybody acted like it was the best love story ever made at the time. And there's young Michelle being like, well, he's a toxic, maybe alcoholic artist, but he did build her a house. I don't know. (laughs) He built her a house. Oh, it's totally something I would have done when I was... (laughs) Totally the decision I would make. It's just the wrong decision, ladies. That's what I'm trying to tell you. If you happen to be tuning in. So that got us into a conversation. So our board up tonight, Sam Pierce, he has also seen the notebook. And that intro, you heard the voice of Nick Cardi, who was board opping for us during that conversation. He had seen the notebook. So I'm glad the board ops here at ESPN Radio all have some sense since James Steele, our producer, has no sense and has never bothered to see the notebook even after that conversation. But Sam has seen the notebook. Sam also finds to be overrated. Then he took it a step further and he said the most egregious thing that I've ever heard anybody say off air, which you and I working in this industry for long enough know that that's saying a lot because there's a lot of egregious things said off air when these microphones aren't hot. Sam actually said love and basketball is overrated and it hurt my soul a little bit. It is overrated. And can we can we add context to it? I'm not saying it's a good movie. It's a, it's a, the movie was well put together, great acting, but the plot, the, as a love story, it's lacking just like the notebook. It doesn't make sense. Like, why are we bigging up this? 
He Q literally dogged Monica. He was literally all because his parents. Young. There was some infidelity with his parents, and so she had to go back for curfew. But she said, "Hey, just come with me. Not let's end the night." And he took that and goes, "You're not there for me. You don't care." And he just cheated and dogged her out. And then he's washed up. He's a washed up player. And then, only then, they get back together after playing one-on-one for his heart, in which he could have let her win the first time if he really loved her. He beat her. But then he said to her nothing, and it's one of the greatest lines ever, and we all got chills, and we were all so happy. You have a point about only after he was washed up. (laughs) I'm coming back and I'm getting to... I I guess it's realistic. Guys always come back like, hey, I'm ready now. Wait, now now you say that, Sam, I'm like, yeah, after everything kind of crumbled for him, he goes back to the was rising like yes. she becomes this huge Literally. star in the WNBA and she makes it and he doesn't and then he comes crawling back like, when they go back on. to their childhood homes to visit like, is that what we want for our daughters that's what we want and like, James writes on my screen I also have never seen this oh, movie has no idea James, what we are talking homework about homework for tonight buddy no, there's a lot so of overrated love summer. stories though if you actually start piecing apart the plot of love stories like it does like the Titanic I find to be a highly overrated movie and also like she could have just scooted over and he could have gotten on the darn piece of wood 100%. you know and instead <laughs> she let him freeze to death and drown so like yes. that seems like a problematic love story to me there's a lot of that if you want to join in to the conversation what is your most overrated love story triple eight say espn 888-729-3776 this is how you sports radio in june people can i give you another one that's always bothered me guys please love actually great holiday film the most iconic part of that movie is when the man stands outside with the signs and he is professing his love he's like you are perfect etc etc that's his best friend's wife it's that his is best right. friend's wife. You do have and a the point. best friend is in the house, just chilling, watching a movie, sipping on some eggnog. And meanwhile, his best pal is out there with signs trying to snag his girl. And yet we're romanticizing this? Let me but tell you something, Amber. If my best girlfriend did that to me, lifetime ban. No way. Well, yeah, certainly no way. And also, that movie probably doesn't play quite as well today because everybody has cameras outside their house. I know. I feel like, or like a ring camera, like your ring camera would be picking up your best friend, quite literally professing his love to your wife. You're right. That was strange. But he also wasn't actually, he didn't get her. He just wanted to tell her how he felt about it, which also is kind of weird, right? Like he he is sitting there. He starts playing music. He tells her to what say carolers are at the door. Yeah. So she goes, honey, carolers at the door. And then he just flips these signs and professes his undying love for her and by the way strange now that i'm thinking about it and i loved that movie he does it after she catches him filming her and watching the film over a span of months where he's basically been stalking her That's a good point. Uh, yeah, uh, there there seems to be some questionable moments there in that movie. Triple H say ESPN. <laughs> Mike, Mike is in Tennessee. Hey, Mike, go ahead. Hey, uh, love what you guys are talking about. The Notebook and Love and Basketball. Um, I will say this: Love and Basketball stuck with me because I was so angry at uh, Quincy's dad until I started working for Allstate like four years ago, and then like I had to realize he's not like a bad dude. But the way they portrayed him in that movie and, like, all the drama behind it, that's that's really what changed uh, or the hooks. I didn't realize how many hooks love in basketball because that was kind of my first girlfriend in my little movie. Uh, so I appreciate you guys bringing that to light. 
Love and Basketball was straight up my very favorite movie. Like, if you would ask me what my favorite movie was for so many years, that would have been my answer to it. He's right. They did make Q's dad very, very unlikable, which was what Sam was likening when he was referencing the fact that Q was going through the things and then he was mad mm-hmm. at his dad so that he oh, ends up cheating because he's mad at his dad. And there was some serious daddy issues going on with Q. Yeah, you needed Q's dad to be the villain because we're a product of our environment. So Q's bad behavior is because of the example that was set by his dad. You know, but Monica loved him anyway. She loved the imperfect Q. And at the end, he did come around, even though he was a little washed and she was thriving. You saw him courtside with their child supporting her at her games. You know, he came around. He saw the error of his ways. He was engaged to be married and he (laughs) left her. Wait, that's true. He's literally an awful human being. He's he was a bottom to be tier married man. When they played that basketball game, right? Wasn't he engaged to be married his when he played that basketball game? was basket- like the next day. Right, he only came home to get married to her in his hometown. So he dumps his fiance like the day before the wedding for this chick that he knew in college and high school that he played basketball with for her heart. Like, come on. It's, it's literally awful. He throws a tantrum. He's mad and got mad at his dad for cheating. So then he goes and cheats. Somehow Sam is is starting to ruin love and basketball. (laughs) By the way, the phone lines are blowing up over this subject. Who knew in June that this is what would play here on ESPN Radio? I am going to still talk about some sports. Don't you worry. But we are going to get to your phone calls on these love stories. Triple H, say ESPN. If you want to chime into the conversation, that's coming up next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. See Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
We are going to talk about the New York Jets in just a moment. It looks like the Jets are going to be featured against their will on Hard Knocks. So we will get into that in just a moment. Triple H, say ESPN. We somehow tripped into a conversation, though, about overrated love stories. Michelle Smallman filling in for Joe Fortenbaugh tonight. And so we were inviting you to join the conversation. Gigi is in Texas. Hey, Gigi, thanks for the call. What do you have on Love and Basketball? Hey, just wanted to say quick, love the show, but um, I've never seen The Notebook. Love and basketball, though, at first it was very much overrated for me growing up. But the the, the line, the storyline, how it just works out, you know, it, it's a hopeless romantic, you know, and I, I think that everyone should watch that movie. It is it, it is a feel-good movie, Sam, mm-hmm. until you made us dive into it and realize that maybe Q wasn't the best dude on planet Earth. I did forget about the fiancé angle, and now I'm realizing that like a, the recipe for a lot of these epic love stories is cheating, which, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which does seem strange. Yeah. Like a strange way to Can I throw another one in the mix story? here, yes, Amber? please. So as we're talking about this, I'm thinking of some of my all-time favorite movies. Obviously, a lot of them love stories. And now I'm re-examining everything. Let's throw my best friend's wedding into the mix. That's mm-hmm. one of the all-time classic movies. And we're cheering for the best friend who could have had him all along to right. steal him from the, the quirky, lovely fiancé and Cameron Diaz. Right. She waits until he's literally marrying somebody else. And then again tries to break up the marriage because that is the recipe. The whole breaking up the marriage thing seems to be the recipe for an epic love story in America's cinema. Huh. And look, why are we look cheering for that? that you, when you start really thinking about these things, look at the things that you learn. Hutch is in Memphis. Hey, Hutch, thanks for the call. What's your overrated movie? Hey, uh, so I wanted to say um, y'all were talking about how uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character like wouldn't be able to fit on the door, and so actually back um, a couple years after the Titanic came out, James Cameron was so sick of people saying this that he got people that are about the same size um, as the two actors and got out on about the same size door and proved that they could not both fit on that door. It would have sunk. Um, and my my favorite kind of not really sports related movie uh, love story would have to be um, How I Met Your Mother, another, like, hopeless romantic. Um, But, yeah, thank you, guys. Uh, It's funny, though, because the thing is with that door, and fine, maybe James Cameron did that because it certainly felt like there was enough enough room for him. But even if there wasn't, Michelle, why couldn't Rose have, like, gotten off into the water and then, like, he could have gotten on for a break (laughs) and then they could have switched? Like, he could have hung on to the door the whole time until they were rescued, right? And I recognize the water would be very cold, so to prevent hypothermia, maybe you could have continued to switch places because, you know— you don't have anything else to do anyways other than try to save the guy who you're in love that you're so in love with life. Yeah, it doesn't seem like there was a lot of max effort there from Rose. Um it was more load management on her part. Right. And I I just She's always really mailing it in. Yeah, 100%. I always just look at that where she looks in his face and says, I'll never let go. And then mm-hmm. 20 and then minutes later, go. she's literally letting him sink into the bottom of the ocean. Spoiler alert. She sorry. Literally, literally letting go. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Well, listen, the New York Jets, they probably wish they could let go of HBO and Hard Knocks, but it looks like they're not going to be able to. Joe and Amber's presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE.COM. So, 
Robert Sala said uh, some wa- uh, some weeks ago that he had no interest in cameras joining the New York Jets facility. And now it looks like cameras are going to be joining the New York Jets facility. That is according to NBC Sports. We were learning that HBO is going to have their reality show, Hard Night Knocks, featuring the New York Jets. Now, there's only certain teams that they can forcibly do this with because there's only certain teams, Michelle, that are really eligible for hard knocks. You have to be a team that does not have a first-year head coach. First-year head coaches are excluded. You have to. You cannot be a, a recent playoff contender. Um, and uh, there's some other. There's one other criteria. Anyways, basically, there's a list of criteria. The Jets fall into the criteria. The Bears fall into the criteria. The Saints fall into the criteria. And the Commanders fall into the criteria. Now, the Commanders were the team that apparently was open to maybe doing it. But you can imagine with the Commanders mess right now. That's mm-hmm. probably maybe not where HBO wants to go until the ownership change. And there's some complications there with a new ownership group coming in. All of the others, the Bears, the Saints and the Jets have been very resistant to the idea of letting these HBO cameras in their locker rooms. Resistant because it's a distraction, right? You're trying to get your team ready to play for this the season. And there's all of these other people with an agenda that are in the way. However, Amber... Hard Knocks used to be must-see TV for me. It used to be one of the things I really look forward to. And as the years have gone on, it feels kind of wash, rinse, repeat. However, if the New York Jets are the subject matter, I'm watching. I want to see Aaron Rodgers in this new environment. I want to see how he fits in. And if I could get into the writer's room or the production room at HBO, you know what I would love to see? Give me one episode of Aaron Rodgers on psychedelics. I just want to see him. He's on the panel. He's preaching about their virtues. He's saying it has expanded his mind. Let's just get Aaron Rodgers, maybe episode three, four, just one episode, Rodgers on psychedelics. Mm. So you have Rodgers in the facility. Now pay attention. Joe and Amber, Aaron Rodgers watch. And there it is. It's been a minute. It's been a minute since they've got me with the Aaron Rodgers watch. And that's why James is so excited when he's hearing that Hard Knocks is going to feature Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets because that puts us on Aaron Rodgers watch. But you have Aaron Rodgers in the facility at training camp on mushrooms. Yeah. (laughs) Give it to me. That's what I want to see. If he he's so staunchly behind this, he feels very passionately about this. What a better way to get his messaging across than to put it on HBO (laughs) to use this vehicle as a way to showcase why he thinks psychedelics should be available to everyone in this country. I think it's a slam dunk. We would all watch it. I think that's a different kind of HBO documentary entirely. I don't know if that one is hard knocks. I mean, yes, that would make ratings go through the roof if if Aaron Rodgers was like seeing flying squirrels as he was trying to, uh, yes, complete passes. But I, I don't know if I if I imagine that happening at hard knocks. The thing is with hard knocks is I, I used to love hard knocks and I don't tune in every season. I think I still think it's cool, but we know that it's edited and we know it's fed to us and we know that the team's only going to give us so much. And so I think that there used to be a novelty aspect to it as well, where we were getting access to NFL teams in a way that we never had. And so sort of just watching it all, how it works, how cuts work, all of it, training camp, it used to be really, really interesting. I still think it's interesting, but the novelty of anything wears off over time because we have seen it now. We have had that access. It exists. And then the other knock on hard knocks is I that you're not going to get the full, complete, transparent picture because, of course, you're not. There's nothing about the NFL that's fully transparent. All we get is coach speak from these guys. 
Of course, all we're going to get on is coach speak when also they know they have cameras in their face. It's the reality of it. So hard knocks is still interesting, but the ratings factor is going to be very much helped by now Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's not controversial, but a uh, interesting figure. I'll put it that way. Being featured on this program. And then the thing that's going to probably happen is somehow he's going to like avoid the hard knocks camera. And we're not even going to get much Aaron Rodgers on this. That's what's going to end up happening with hard knock. But we'll all tune in for every single episode. And now we will be on the Aaron Rodgers watch on Joe and Amber all summer long. Joe and Amber, the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It is the time in the show where we review the sound that we might have missed. Let's get to it. They said it, but what did they really mean? What are you trying to say to us? Sound on, sound off with Joe and Amber. Hello, producer extraordinaire James Steele. Oh, I like how you introduce me like that all the time. I'm buttering now. you up. I want you to take it easy on me during this segment. All right. So last night, Justin Verlander struck out five, didn't give up a run in five innings, pitched. But the Mets lost again, dropping them to 35-43 and 43 on the season. They're 16 games behind the first-place Braves in the NL East. Something has to give in New York, so could Buck Showalter's job be in jeopardy? Here's Buster Olney on Get Up this morning, talking about how hot the Mets skipper seat is getting. All it takes is one phone call. We saw that last year with the Philadelphia Phillies, who shocked the baseball world by firing Joe Girardi, replacing him with Rob Thompson. The Phillies went on to play in the World Series. But what I hear from folks inside the Mets organization is that Steve Cohn is not a chair-throwing owner. He's not a guy who's impetuous, taking away his employees' dental plans because he's mad the way George Steinbrenner once did. (laughs) Remember, he had a big hand in hiring Buck Showalter. So my instinct is that he's going to ride this out for this season. Season, and then at the end of the year, maybe late in the year, begins to make uh, ask questions about other changes they can make in baseball operations. So Buster mentioned how the Phillies firing Girardi last year sparked a World Series run. Doesn't sound like the Mets are going to do the same thing. So is there anything that can save the Mets season at this point, Amber? No, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I don't have much familiarity with being a billionaire. But from what I know about billionaires like Steve Cohen is the only thing that they hate more than not getting a good return on their investment, which certainly is something ailing him this season with the New York Mets, 
is being wrong. And you just heard there from Buster. He had a hand in these moves. You can't get rid of the guy that you had a hand in bringing in because then you'd be admitting in in some part that you're wrong. Also, Steve Cohn is an owner known to not make knee-jerk moves. He doesn't want to be one he has said publicly, I don't want to blow things up just because things are going poorly. There's just nothing that I can see that save this. Like, you need your future Hall of Famers to play well. And that hasn't been happening with Scherzer and Verlander. And you have all sorts of offensive stars just underperforming this season. You have an underwhelming rotation at depth. There are all sorts of problems of a bullpen that is below average. There are all sorts of problems with a Mets team that Cohen has committed monster insane money to. And there is no reason it should be going like this. But because there's no reason, Michelle, I also also feel like there is no easy answer. There is not an easy answer in New York, Amber. And it seemed pretty easy in the offseason when Steve Cohen spent $450 million and acquired every star that was out there. It seemed like it was just easy. Break out the checkbook. I'll buy a winner. And isn't it funny how that doesn't work out? You can't buy happiness and you can't buy a winner. I can't believe the Mets are this bad. I didn't know if it would result in a championship, but I certainly didn't see them at 35 and 43 in fourth place in the NL East. That's not what I forecasted for this team. And as far as Buck Showalter is concerned, sometimes the manager is the problem. And I know that there are certain moments with the Mets this season where people are questioning Buck Showalter's managerial uh, decisions, especially the other night with that big epic meltdown that the Mets had versus the Phillies. A lot of people were questioning his bullpen decisions. But when you look at this team as a whole, I don't think he's responsible for what ails them. I think that this one is on the players. Um, Buck Showalter isn't the one out there pitching. He's not the reason why the run differential is so bad. And so I do think that it would behoove Steve Steve Cohen to stand pat and not fire the manager. All right. At least not yet, by the way. At I least not yet. Sh- right. I can not see so so Walter getting the boot in the offseason, but at least not yet. Go ahead. All right. Well, let's stop messing around. Let's get to the biggest story of the day. Ryan Seacrest announced today he would be taking over <laughs> the Wheel of Fortune job after Pat Sajak retires after the 2024 season. Who was going to get this job was something that our very own Joe Fortenbaugh was super passionate about last week. So what did he think about the news? He reacted to it earlier while filling in on Fitz and Harry. This is a big deal. This is a very big deal for two reasons. Number one, how selfish is Ryan Seacrest? Does he have to <laughs> wow. host everything? Yes, he does. Does he have to host everything? Is there nothing this man <laughs> will leave for someone else to try to make a living? He hosts everything. Uh-huh. I find it to be unacceptable. Number two, it's a big deal. <laughs> Because this is one of the greatest jobs on planet Earth. I ranted Mm. about this last week. I'm going to do it again. Pat Sajak was making $14 million a year. That's before you factor in the roughly $15 million a year he's making from licensing his name and image to the Wheel of Fortune slot machines. That's $30 million a year minimum to work four days a month, nine months a year. That's right. He flies into L.A. every other week to do two days worth of tapings, and then he's done. And in the summer, the show is off completely. Four days a month times nine months, Freddie. That's 36 days of work hosting a show very casually looking good for more than $30 million a year. It's the greatest job on earth. Yeah. All right. So uh, first of all, 
they stole our big deal, I not a big deal. I just noticed that. Yeah. Was that our segment yeah, that from our, Joe and Amber? Segment. Big deal, not a big deal. What yeah. is that producer Evan doing Evan, on Evan, Fitz and Harry? Well, Evan came and talked to me, off. said he wanted to implement some of our stuff into that show since Joe was filling in. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, good. You know, good Evan uh, wanted to mail it in. What? Good visibility for our show. You know, you get the bigger audience, maybe. I don't know. All right. But anyway, you can tell Joe is just went down a rabbit hole of this Wheel of Fortune stuff. Uh, did they get it right? Is like Ryan Seacrest? Can you, can you picture him as the host of it is, Wheel of Fortune? It is odd how passionate Joe Fortenbaugh has been about about this Wheel of Fortune discussion ever since we heard that Pat Sajak was retiring. I mean, nobody is more passionate about who is going to be the next host of the show than Joe Fortenbaugh. Ryan Seacrest hosts everything. He has a point. I think the only person who hosts more is Steve Harvey, then Ryan Seacrest, then like right under them, like a hair under them, it's Mike Greenberg. So I don't know if Greeny was up for this slot here on Wheel of Fortune. Uh, I think Ryan Seacrest just left. Didn't he leave, though, like Kelly and Ryan or whatever it was called? Because doesn't she do it now with her husband? Yes. Yeah, so, so at my ESPN New York studios, they're right next door. I see them, all the billboards everywhere. It's her well, and her husband, Mark Consuelos. Yes, Mark Consuelos, Kelly Ripa. So there you go. So I think because Ryan left that post, maybe he had a little bit more time on his hands. He can work in 36 days of hosting this for $10 million or $14 million, whatever he's going to end up getting paid, the monster money. So I'm not surprised that it's Ryan Seacrest. But I am a little surprised that we can't find new hosts like there's a, it's just steve hardy and ryan seacrest they're the only good hosts on planet earth amber of people want their jobs that's it that's all we got i they're couldn't great, but come on i couldn't agree with you more nothing bothers me more about our media industry it's kind of like nfl head coaches it doesn't really matter if you're a dynamic host or a dynamic talent as long as you've been there and your name is out there we're going to recycle you you're just always going to be in the mix and this is no disrespect to ryan seacrest because i respect the hustle but do i really think he's going to bring a new flavor to wheel of fortune do i think that his personality is so striking that i'm going to tune into wheel of fortune no i wish that they would have groomed a successor to pat sajak or that they would have taken the time to find a new talent and just completely revamped it i know um with the price is right they tried to do the the drew carey thing after bob barker not as great and i think mm-hmm. that that's going to happen here with ryan seacrest and pat sajak as well i mean what about vanna white she's been there this whole time you know is she still gonna be there with, yeah i read for a year she has a, i think another year on her contract okay all right so uh, I, this is this is a letdown after the Ryan Seacrest Wheel of Fortune uh, discussion. Well, of We've been hearing rumors about James Harden heading back to Houston before the Sixers were even eliminated from the playoffs in the second round again. So it's no surprise that we're still talking about the possibility. But Bobby Marks says there's a better way for the Rockets to use their cap space this offseason. This is what Houston should do. Don't worry about James Harden. Split up the money here. Fred Van Vliet. Ah. Dylan Brooks. We're balancing out the roster. Right. And this will not make Denver Nuggets fans happy. Bruce Brown. So that's a different way to look at it. Instead of going after one guy for $47 million, take that $64 million and split it up amongst three players. Well, and Bobby Marks just made them a whole lot better there, James. Yeah, so uh, Amber is bringing back James Harden. A good idea in any way for the Rockets? No, no, absolutely not. I mean, I don't know what Bobby just floated is, is frankly a possibility, but I think it does go to show that there are ways for the Rockets to dramatically improve 
signing James Harden again ain't one of them. Like, I don't understand it from a philosophical perspective. All I can imagine is that they feel like James Harden is beloved in that city and he's going to put people in the seats. And maybe he does still kind of have that pull there. I don't know. He left you by putting on a fat suit and forcing his way out. Like, I don't understand why he's so beloved still in Houston. But if your goal is to sell tickets, maybe that's the way to sell tickets. I would imagine you would sell a whole lot more tickets if you actually fielded a very good team. And yes, it's going to take some years to do that. But the type of thing that Bobby Marks just proposed gets you far more well on your way than just signing a James Harden. James Harden, going back to Houston, is kind of like what we're talking about with all of these media hosts getting recycled. We know (laughs) what it's going to be. You know how that story ends. Why do you want to reboot it? I can't understand the interest from Houston in doing a James Harden with the Rockets 2.0. Makes no sense, but also could totally see it happening. So we will see if he ends up, if he ends up with the Philadelphia 76ers, it's because he wants to win. If he ends up with the Houston Rockets, it's because he just wants to get paid at this point, wants to mail it in and kick up his feet. There's nothing wrong with that. Go back to the place that, that he was beloved. That's fine if you're James Harden. But man, I don't understand why if you're the Rockets, you would want him back. Joe and Amber is presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up next, it is your turn to weigh in. We open up the phone lines to you. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Maybe you've got some more takes on what rom-coms are overrated. Should James Harden, go back to Houston, whatever you have for us. Triple H, say ESPN. We'll play some caller roulette next. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. If you missed anything here on Joe and Amber, check out the podcast on the ESPN app. And to listen to ESPN radio, all you have to do is tell your smart speakers, play ESPN radio. It is that simple. Find her on social at M Smallman. You can find me as well at Amber W Sports. This is the time of the show where we invite you to join the conversation. Bring us your hottest takes. Do you have reaction to all the rankums that you've heard today in running backs in the NFL? Rom-coms, whatever you have for us. We have taken this show many, many directions, unexpected directions today. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Let's play some caller roulette. 13 black odd, no winner. Spin the wheel, make a deal. It's a game of chance. Let's play caller roulette with Joe and Amber. 
You guys are quiet tonight on the phone lines. You weren't quiet when we were talking about overrated rom-coms earlier, by the way. The phone lines were blowing up. I was just imagining like some person driving around somewhere like, oh, of course, there's two women on the sports (laughs) radio. So they're talking about rom-coms. And yet the phone lines were completely lit because everybody wants to chime in to a conversation about love and basketball and the notebook. But apparently right now when we're inviting you to talk about anything in sports... You're a little bit quiet. You know who's not quiet? Our friend Terrence in Georgia. He's always with us. He is on the phone line. Again, 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. If you want to join the conversation, let's go straight to Terrence. Hey, Terrence. Thanks for the call tonight. Go ahead. Hey, Amber. Hey, thanks. Hey, Michelle, I want to thank you for your recycled uh, comments. It's a shame. You know, it's sad that we want to recycle everything. I mean, Materials, yeah, recycle them. But come on, man. Let's give some let's give somebody else a chance. Let's see what else somebody else can do, you know? It is and, true. Uh, we do have thanks, Terrence. We do it, have this we do have this thing, Michelle, where we were talking about recycling hosts because Ryan Seacrest just got named the new host to replace Pat Sajak on Wheel of Fortune. And it's like, well, of course, it's Ryan Seagrass. He has everything, right? And that's what we do with these hosts. We recycle hosts. We recycle people in our business all the time. Mm-hmm. But we also lately recycle TV shows. We recycle movies. Like, everything's a remake or a revamp or we're just re-releasing friends on a new, you know, plat- streaming platform. There's a lot of recycling going on in this world of entertainment that you and I live in. Amber, I wonder if it's because people are afraid of losing their jobs or their positions because things don't get a long runway anymore. Whether you're a coach or a TV show, you don't get three seasons to to make it big. Sometimes you get one, maybe two, right? So going with somebody who's a proven commodity like Ryan Seacrest, easier play than giving it to a new fresh face. However, I think that that's part of the problem is that people, maybe it's a little laziness too, because it takes time and effort to come up with a new concept. It takes time and effort to mine the entire country for new talent when it's just easy to say, eh, Seacrest is out there. Mm-hmm. Why don't we get him? It's so crazy because we work in this business of like everybody wants to be Ryan Seacrest, right? Or everybody wants to be whoever the top person is in the portion of the media that you want that you work in. And so in that realm of hosts, everybody wants these jobs that Ryan Seacrest has. It would be very easy for them, I would imagine, frankly, to find a wealth of talent because there's so many other people that are trying to nip at his heels, but they don't get the opportunity because, of course, he's getting everything. And again, he's great, but I agree with you. I just think it's somewhat maybe lazy execs where they're like, hey, he's a ratings monster. We know he's like, he's good. You know, we know we know what to expect from him. It's just easier to slot him in than it is to go find the new person who nobody knows the name, there's no name recognition, and give them the shot. If it doesn't work out, you're absolutely getting fired for that. You're probably not getting fired quite as quick for Ryan Seacrest because it won't be a Ryan Seacrest thing necessarily. It'll be whatever, something else that maybe you can blame it on. So, again, Ryan Seacrest taking over for Pat Sajak, 36 days a year, 14 million bucks. That's at least what Pat Sajak made. We'll see what Ryan Seacrest makes, but a cushy, nice little gig for old Ryan Seacrest. Let's spin the wheel. Triple Eight say ESPN. That's where we find Hollywood in Hollywood. That's convenient. Hey, Hollywood, are you in Hollywood, Florida, or Hollywood, California? 
Hollywood, Florida. There's only one Hollywood, and it's in Florida. Yeah. After this phone call, try. I'm actually going to therapy. My trifecta, they all lost. And not only did two of them, well, they all lost, but not only did they all lose in terms of the Heat, the Panthers, and the Gators, two of them blown out in their final one song, and I'm really sad about this. I, I need therapy. In terms of, uh, I wanted to uh, be on Amber's shoulder when she was talking about Jaime, Jaime Jaquez, and I go yes. with that, definitely for Rookie of the Year. I do want Dame Lillard. It's just, if this is going to drag out and take forever, I think it is in the best interest for the Heat to move on and go elsewhere. I did want them to be in on Brad Beal, and that's because he's a Florida Gator. He would yeah. have come home. I'm not sure why they weren't more into that. I understand. It seemed Beal. like thanks. Thanks so much for the for the call, We're at Hollywood. We are we are up against it. But I mean, it seemed like with Bradley Beal, they were doing the thing that they did with Donovan Mitchell, where they could have had Donovan Mitchell, but they were trying to swing for the fences with Kevin Durant. They lost out to the Phoenix Suns. It felt like they went after Beal, but also maybe they were putting more of their efforts into the Damian Lillard watch there for the Miami Heat. I'm glad that Hollywood brought up the misery, though, because I was surprised that James never brought it up. I was surprised nobody had brought it up to this point. If Joe had been on the show, he would have reveled in my misery. In the last month, Michelle, I have managed to lose, as a fan, a Stanley Cup playoffs a NBA Finals, and a College World Series. All in one month's time, my Gators got whooped last night. It was atrocious. Girl, that is not the type of trifecta we're trying to hit. I am so sorry. And I am sorry that I did not do an emotional wellness check at the beginning of this. But this is the trust tree. How you doing? I hope you're okay. You powered through really well tonight. I I would have known if you're suffering. Yeah, well, I I appreciate you filling in because I don't think you reveled in my suffering as much as Joe would have. So it was a little bit easier working alongside you tonight. But it's been a rough, it's been a rough go the last month, a really rough go. I mean, I try to take solace in the fact that my teams are there. James, I see you shaking your head already. You didn't even you, you didn't even know when the Gators were playing. Uh, that what is not did, true. Twice. That happened two it's times. Twice. It, that's it. There's okay, only, everyone has a little scheduling snafu. Games a couple, in the World Series. I I hung in there for every minute of that game last night after I got on it off air. That's a true fan. It didn't matter that we were getting absolutely mutilated by the LSU Tigers. I hung in till the end. This has been the Joe and Amber podcast. You can listen to Joe and Amber live weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, or on your smart speaker. Joe and Amber, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.